Sports. Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Green Bay Packers. This is the Packers Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Packers Wire editor, Zach Cruz. Ryan, you've been around as long as the franchise tag's been available for your use. Uh, is it an organizational philosophy to resist it, or how do you consider it case by case? No, it's very much case by case. It's not. It's not an organizational philosophy to um, to not use it. I think. Uh, every situation is different. It is a tool um, that that is out there for us to use if it if it makes sense for um, the football team. Um, so you know whether it's the franchise tag, the transition tag, or um, some of the other uh, avenues for us to retain players. It's it's always something we'll look at, and if that makes if that's the best. Uh, situation for us and we'll go ahead and use it if we need to well there's Packers GM Brian Gutekunst speaking on the franchise tag a tool the Packers almost never use but that could be about to change over the next week we'll get into that for sure but first Zach what's going on my man it's good to be back on the Packers Wire podcast yeah it is good to be back you know we we had a little break which is which is fine because I'm a new dad yes Absolutely. She, she's almost ten, she's almost 10 months now so maybe not a new dad but still getting the hang of it uh you know, it's nice to have a little downtime here in the off season, but you know, ready to get get back going here with free agency coming up. Yeah, it's right around the corner, and yeah, you, you got to try to get this whole parenting thing down, right? You're still in your rook, you're still on your rookie contract right now with this. Yep. So I want to talk about uh, this presser because there were some interesting points that came out, and I thought the franchise tag piece was was really interesting because the Packers got to figure out if they want to use this thing. And I think the the guy that we're really all talking about is Aaron Jones. He's like the elephant in the room, right? I mean, yeah. the Packers have to kind of decide, do they want to like pony up and pay for Jones? And I feel like he's a guy that's going to command, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, Zach, what, what his market would be, but I'm thinking 13, 14 million a season. Yeah. And I think at the end of the season, we saw AJ Dillon play some pretty good football, especially that Titans game. I remember he looked pretty good. They started giving him the football, and I'm like, ooh, this kid can play. And obviously, he's on his rookie deal. So the Packers, they might be in a position to let Jones walk and hand the reins to A.J. Dillon, or maybe they could use this franchise tag, which Green Bay never uses. And maybe you know better than me, Zach, why they never use that thing. Maybe they put the tag on him and, and try to work out a deal with him that way, or maybe get one more year out of him and see what Dillon can do. But but what do you think about that? Do you think the franchise tags in play for the Packers, and do you think it's Aaron Jones? Yeah, surprisingly, I do think it is. It is in play in here, and and Aaron Jones really is the only one that makes sense. I, you know, I think they really, really do want Aaron Jones back. You know, they they made several competitive offers for him during the season, which he turned down because there wasn't enough guaranteed money in it reportedly. But you know, I, I do think the tag can be pl- could be in play if the two sides aren't you know close on a new deal here in the next week or so. So, I, you know. Eight million on the franchise tag. It's that's a pretty decent number, but it's also kind of a tough number for this team considering where they're at with the cap. Like you said, they drafted Dylan in the second round last year. You know he looked pretty good in flashes. So I, uh, you know, I think they have a decent backup plan for you know restocking that position if they can't keep him. And you know they haven't tagged a player since 2010. So you know it, it really is a last resort usually for this team. I, you know, they definitely prefer to get you know these long-term deals that. You know, don't don't involve such a a major uh, year one cap hit, but there there are some real benefits using the tag to keep Jones for this one year. You know, it's a like I said, it's a decent price. He's a Pro Bowl player. He's he's a big part of what they do on offense, and 
you know, giving them the franchise tag, that, that negates some of the long-term risk because it's just, you know, it's just a one ter- uh, a one-year deal. So I, I, I think if I had to guess right now, I'd, I'd probably say they're not going to use it, but I, I do think it's a, it's a real option that they're considering seriously, you know, especially with the lower price on the tag for running backs. Yeah. I think if I was a betting man, they're going to use it. I don't know. I just have a gut feeling like it's going to, it's going to be in play for Jones, even though I do like Dylan. I just, I feel like they're not going to let Jones get away for that price, but we'll see. I mean, who the hell knows? And and another thing that came up in that presser is the GM kind of came out and you wrote about this on Packers wire, Zach, he kind of came out and said, Oh, we're probably going to be limited in free agency. Like maybe we'll go get one big name, but we're not going to be out there like wheeling and dealing in free agency. And I thought that was interesting. And that's probably tied to not only the cap situation they have. I think they're what, like 12 million over the cap or something, 11 million over the cap right now. They're in the same boat as a lot of teams, like trying to figure out this depressed salary cap. And next year, it'll probably look completely different. It'll be a whole different ballgame, but you still get to manage your team for this year. And you want to put your most competitive team out there you don't want to lose key guys because the cab's down this one year so it's putting teams in a really really interesting space but the Packers maybe maybe not going to be super active in free agency maybe looking for one big name uh and there's one big name that they didn't get that I want to get to a little bit later but (laughs) but but that's an interesting piece right that we're probably not going to see this team wheeling and dealing maybe we will be looking at guys like Aaron Jones guys like Corey Lindsley like their own guys rather than them going outside the organization trying to bring big names in yeah, I, I definitely think they're going to be limited. Like you said, their cap situation as of Wednesday, they still need to clear, you know, twelve million in cap just to be under the, the projected floor by the start of the new league year later this month. So, it's really difficult to project them being big players in free agency. They they can create some space with a few, you know, different cap saving moves. They have, you know, they have a couple of levers they can pull, like Aaron Rodgers' contract. You know, they can yep. extend Devontae Adams. Uh, release Preston Smith, you know, they, they do have some options and, you know, Gutekunst did say that they could be competitive for a big free agent if they really want to, but, you know, I, I just don't think they have much flexibility there. And, you know, I, I don't expect them to be, like you said, active buyers on, on outside free agents. I think if they are going to be spending money, it is going to be to, you know, bring back an Aaron Jones or a Corey Lindsay. Yeah. So they're going to have to go to Aaron Rodgers, like you said, Zach, and get him to restructure his deal. That's probably going to happen. And then they're going to tell him, Hey, Aaron, we're also going to give more playing time to the kid this preseason, right? Jordan Love, he's going to start getting oh, yeah. more reps. So, oh, Aaron's yeah. going to love this. He's going to love these conversations <laughs> this offseason, isn't he? They really need to give Jordan Love as much playing time as they can this summer. I agree, yes. You never dressed last year. Yeah, I never dressed. Yeah, it was a legitimate redshirt rookie season for an NFL player. It's, you know, again, it's hard to imagine a more difficult situation for a you know quarterback coming into his first year. He, Missed the full off-season program, missed you know a, a mostly normal training camp, didn't get to play in any preseason games, and then you're you know you're stuck behind an MVP quarterback and do nothing but practice all season. You're inactive for all 18 games they played. So, yeah, the, the Packers are really going to need these opportunities to evaluate him in a you know a live game setting. You just you don't know what you have in a young quarterback until you see him you know face some live bullets in a real game. So. Yeah, this preseason is going to be really, really important for Jordan Love and his development. It's never like, never feels good going into the offseason if you're not sure what you're doing at center. And and yeah. I think Lindsley is, is definitely a key guy on that. When you look at that free agent list, yes, Aaron Jones's name just pops off the page, but so does Lindsley, right? And I saw this report from Sports Illustrated that basically said he's probably not going to be back. And I don't know if there's anything really definitive out there besides that report. I did read some stuff. I'm not, I'm far from a draft guru, but I did hear that there are some centers out there. They're like, this is supposed to be like a decent draft for centers. So maybe yeah. the Packers could address that spot 
there. But what do you think? Do you think that uh, Lindsley could be going elsewhere? Do you think he's snapping somewhere else, not with the Packers? Yeah, I think he's he's about as good as gone. No, I, I think he knows he knows it too. They they haven't had any contact with the Packers, you know, even during the season or after the season. So that's usually a bad sign. And you know, the, the Packers just generally avoid giving you know offensive linemen third contracts. And I think Lindsley, you know, it's too bad for him, but he he kind of priced himself out of their range after having, you know, an all pro season. So he's going to get a really nice deal in free agency. Probably, you know, the top centers are making 10, 11, 12 million per year. And he's going to be right up there with them. I would, I would guess. So uh, I just don't think the Packers can afford that. You know, the tag doesn't make much sense for them because it's for offensive linemen, it's 13, 14 million. So that's not really an option. And, you know, they, they have some young guys who, who can play center. They, you know, Elton Jenkins is a pro bowl guard, but he played center a bunch you know he he played some there last year when Lindsay was hurt um lucas patrick has played center a bunch when when Lindsay is hurt and they you know they took jake hansen in the sixth round last year he did he's on the practice squad all year but you know they're gonna have plenty of options there and maybe they do add somebody in the draft but i i think they know they're not gonna be able to get Lindsay back in in 2021 well we do know that they're probably gonna make at least one move, Zach, right? They're going to make one big move. That's at least what the GM promised us, so now he can't go back on his word. He got us all excited. So they're, they're looking to make one big move. There was a big name out there that I think Packers fans wanted. Didn't happen. He's a Cardinal. I want to get Zach's take on that and, and maybe another free agent that the Packers might go after. We'll do that coming up next. Hi, Brian. I was just wondering, was J.J. Watt ever a possibility for the Packers, and what are your thoughts about him signing with the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, obviously, the, you know, we don't want to speak too much on players and other teams. Obviously, he's had a tremendous career. He's a very, very good player. Um, whenever those guys become available, we're certainly um, interested in, in to see if that is a fit with us. Um, so, um, again, he's been a good player for a long time, and I'm sure he will continue to be. Well, there it is, J.J. Watt. He didn't end up with the Packers, Zach, unfortunately. He ends up with the Cardinals. How badly did you want him on the team, and how badly do you think <laughs> Packers Nation wanted uh, J.J. Watt on that defense next year? Yeah, I think uh, the majority of Packer fans wanted him, and you know, I was in the same group with him, and not just for sentimental reasons either. Obviously, he's from Wisconsin, all this, <laughs> and he, you know, he there's some risk. You know, he's he's older, he's got this, you know, kind of terrifying injury history, but you know, he played in all 16 games last year, and he was still a really good player. I thought he was. You know, he was double teamed a lot on a bad defense, but he was still really disruptive. And, you know, he's so versatile along the defensive line. And, you know, the Packers have some pretty big needs along the defensive line and, you know, at edge rusher too. So I thought, you know, the fit there was really, really good. You know, I'm just not sure if they have a true leader on that defense either. You know, Watt has this Aaron Rodgers like clout. And I think, you know, he could have been the guy to keep that everyone accountable on defense, maybe push that group to the next level. So, I thought it was a really fun idea. You know, I think Watt's a great player. I think he'd been a great fit in that defense. But, you know, there was really no way the Packers would be able to get to 14 or 15 million per year. They, you know, they needed a quiet market where, you know, everyone was kind of bowing out and, you know, some of their own advantages, you know, like playing for the Packers, play, playing back in your home state could have helped them. And, you know, the Cardinals really killed that idea by, by offering that deal. So just didn't work out. Two year, $31 million deal, 23 million guaranteed. So almost a whole contract. Yeah. I'm out on that. I just don't think. I mean, I love Watt. I think he's a. Gr- I mean, obviously, great guy off the field for what he's done in the community. Like he's awesome. He, he's yeah. definitely a leader, no doubt. And he would he would bring a presence to that defense. There's no doubt. But at that price tag, I mean, really, yeah. he's battled injury. Yeah, he played all 16 last year, but before that, it was like three, 
five and he, he played 16 and then he played eight like he's been battling injuries I, I do think he's kind of slowing down uh, even his stats last year if and you know you're way smarter than me you probably know he's been double teamed and you probably watched the film Zach and you know why but his numbers were down a little bit only at five sacks he wasn't like this disruptive force so there was no way the Packers were going to like go out there and try to match that deal, right? So I, I'm actually I can yeah, understand yeah. with the Wisconsin angle, I can understand why Packers fans are are hurting a little bit. But me personally, I don't know. Let him be a Cardinal. He wants to be out in the desert. He wants the warm weather. And if he'd rather yeah. if he picks the Cardinals over the Packers, like that's his problem. You know what I mean? Like, come on, like yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, and, and once again, money talks. It always does in the NFL. And I mean, you can't blame JJ Watty. 23 million guaranteed. He's going to a, a pretty good team that plays in great weather. Like it, it, as much as you would have liked for him to maybe take a hometown discount and come chase a ring for one or two years with Aaron Rodgers in Wisconsin, that, that would have been a great story, but m- money always talks when it comes to these things. And, you know, these, these guys have such a short window to make as much money as they can to, for the rest of their lives that, you know, it's hard to blame, blame Watt for, uh, for, for picking 23 million guaranteed out in Arizona. And it kind of attaches itself to this story you posted on Packers Wire recently. I actually scrambled, Zach, to get these notes down because I love this story you wrote about how the Packers are trying to strike this balance between yeah. winning now. You do have a window. You still have Aaron Rodgers. We might be grooming Jordan Love behind the scenes, but you still have Rodgers. You're still trying to win that championship. I think we're all disappointed about how 2020 ended. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was their... They had an opportunity, and we talked about that ad nauseum, like... They let that one slip through their fingers, and now we have to wonder how many more cracks at it we have. The roster is definitely still good enough to to have another crack at it uh, this coming year, but the Packers have to deal with this weird offseason with the depressed salary cap, and you can't restructure too many guys, as you wrote, because the Packers have already kind of done this over the last couple of years, yep. and, and you even wrote they have cap dollars tied up in 2022 and 2023 right so they can't just go restructuring everyone's contracts to make you know to make this thing work so that's interesting striking the balance between winning now and not completely screwing everything up for the future that that's a tough one like when you like what was your idea behind that story i mean i thought that was an interesting one yeah just just listen to to brian talk on tuesday i really felt like he was kind of being pulled in both ways like you know, I think he he understands he has this quarterback who played at MVP level, and they've been to the door on the doorstep of the Super Bowl back to back years. So there, you know, there probably is this strong urge to go all in, but then you look at their cap situation, and you know they need to shed some salary, and you know their cap situation isn't any better really in 2022 or 2023. So pushing money into those years is going to create a bunch of complications for those years. So yeah, I, you know, I'm really glad I'm not in his shoes because this is a really, really tricky off season. There's just so many puzzle pieces to put together, you know, especially on the financial side and, you know, they have to be put in the right places to make it all work now and in the future. So you know, I, I think they could go all in and push, you know, maybe pull a, a saints maneuver and, you know, push all that money to future years and then deal with it later. But that's just not really how this team has ever operated. And, you know, it, it really would put them in a bad spot in the future. They they want to be contenders every year. I, I get it. They're really close to winning it all, it all right now. The window is open with Rodgers. You know, he's coming off this off, awesome season. So, like, like I said, I'm sure the temptation is strong to go all in. But I, I think their best bet might be in striking that balance to just use whatever money they have available and, you know, try and keep – you know, last year's team together as much as possible, which is, you know, maybe the best compromise they can have between going all in and protecting the future. So, yeah, this is a really tough spot. 
I wouldn't want to be Brian Gutekunst. I, I would, I understand either way he goes. I, you know, I, I think both make sense, but you know, I, I think they'll probably stick to their comfort zone and, you know, do more to protect the future than, you know, do everything they can to go all in right now. No, that's really good insight. And you look at the team that just won the Super Bowl, the Bucks. Like they kind of went all in, yeah. right? They kind of went all in, yeah. and it paid off for them. So now we'll see what happens with them in future years. They're, they keep talking about how we're going to keep the band together. Well, we'll see how long you keep the band together. Like right. half the team is free agents, right? Like so they got to figure yeah. that thing out. But yeah, you bring up the Saints. Like, how would you like to be sixty-eight million over the cap right now? Like that would be, like, yeah, twelve million sounds like a lot. No, the Saints are literally close to seventy million over the cap. And I'll tell yeah. you, John Sigler from Saints Wire, he did a great job explaining to me how they could get out of that thing. But I still don't know if I understand fully like how they're going to get themselves out of that. And that's that's what happens if you do that gamble and it doesn't pay off. Right. right? So but I can understand like Packers fans looking and being like, look what the Bucks did. They went all in. Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown. They were just piling it on, man, whatever they could do. Right. And now you look and their whole team's free agents, Shaq Barrett, Levante David. uh, You know, you go down the list and Dominican Sue, like they have a million free agents. So. What did the Packers decide to do? It sounds like from everything the GM said, you were talking about him being, getting pulled in both directions. It sounds like it's going to be quiet, right? I mean, that's kind yeah. of where it's at. Yeah, and it's it's hard because, you know, the Packers have been a contender for a very long time, you know, multiple decades. But you look at some of these playoff runs that they've had and they've run into teams that are going all in for that year and then they lose to those teams and they don't get back to the Super Bowl. So it is this hard balance where, you know, you want to be in the dance every year and a, a contender every year, but there's always going to be teams that are going all in and, you know, those, those teams can stop you from getting back to the Super Bowl. So yeah, it's, it's very tough. I think the Packers will stick to what they've traditionally done, but you know, this, this could be a year where maybe they sacrifice later to, to maybe finally get back to the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. So they didn't get Watt. I don't want to put you on the spot too bad, Zach, but is there, so if they do make that one splash, they get that big one free agent, what do you think the player is or what position do you think it'll be at? Like, what do you think there? Yeah, I could see definitely a cornerback because yeah. they're probably going to lose Kevin King. Yeah, you know, it wasn't slot, a great postseason for Kevin. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, he's he's going out on a really bad note. Um, and, and they need a slot cornerback too, which, you know, their new defensive coordinator, Joe Barry, just talked about at length on Tuesday about how important that position is. So I could see cornerback. I could see... You know, maybe Will Fuller for the Texans. You know, that's a guy we talked about at the trade deadline yeah. that they were really interested in. Yeah. Now, you know, he's coming off that that suspension, so maybe his you know market's a little bit down, and they can maybe snag him. But yeah, I would I would think you know you know maybe a weapon on offense or a cornerback or maybe even a defensive lineman. I think that would be the the places where they make a splash in free agency if they're capable. I love it. We'll see how it shakes out. First with this franchise tag thing, when we're talking at this time next week, Zach, we'll know whether the Packers pulled we'll the trigger know. on that thing. So, For sure. Yeah, man. We'll be back to check it out. I'm I'm excited to be back doing the pod with you, my man. And, and everyone, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week to try to figure out what the hell the Packers are going to do this offseason. It's going to be a <laughs> lot of fun. We'll talk to you next week. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.